Hey listeners, welcome to the Learn to Code With Me podcast. I'm your host, Laurence Bradford. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you that you can get the show notes for this episode and every other episode at learntocodewith.me forward slash podcast. And if you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast player you listen on. And if you're feeling particularly generous, a review would be awesome too. Here's a quick word from our sponsors who help make the show possible. Zojo is a development tool for creating native apps for desktop, mobile, web, and Raspberry Pi. Zojo offers lots of resources to help you get started learning modern programming. Learn to Code With Me listeners get 20% off with the coupon LEARN20. Try Zojo for free at zojo.com forward slash learn to code. Zojo is spelled like X-O-J-O. Fullstack Academy is a leading coding bootcamp that helps great people become great developers at top companies like Google and Facebook. Visit bootcampprep.io to get a $500 scholarship to Fullstack Academy's beginner coding course called Bootcamp Prep. In today's episode, I talk with Ben Collins, a spreadsheet developer and online instructor at benlcollins.com. We talk about data tools and resources for beginners, his courses as well as plans for the future, and much more. We even discuss productivity tips for managing your day. Ben Collins is a spreadsheet developer, data consultant, and data analytics instructor. He writes and creates courses at benlcollins.com and works with using data in Google Sheets, App Scripts, and Data Studio. I love Ben's work and actually turn to his videos whenever I'm trying to figure something out in Google Sheets at my full-time job at Teachable. That said, I'm super excited that he's put together a special offer for Learn to Code With Me listeners. If you want to step up your spreadsheet game, you can get 20% off his Google Sheets training bundle by using my affiliate link at learntocodewith.me forward slash sheets. Going through this link will automatically apply the 20% discount on this course. If you stick around to the end of the show, I'll tell you a bit more about what the bundle includes. Hey, Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, Laurence. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Yeah, as I said in the beginning, I use your videos all the time when I'm trying to figure out something new in Google Sheets. So I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, But let's go back in time real quick. What were you doing before you got into tech? So if I go back, uh, let me think, six years, then I was living back in the UK and I was working as a forensic accountant. And that's an accountant who uh, does investigations into financial wrongdoings. Uh, I was working for a law firm. And then I moved to America with that job, actually. So that was five years ago, five and a half years ago, I came to Washington, D.C. And, you know, I, I, through that job, I was using Excel day in, day out, um, you know, 10 hours a day, probably at the weekends as well. And that's where I learned my craft. Uh, I also learned SQL during that time because the data got so big, it outgrew Excel. And I realized I just loved, I'd always sort of been had an interest in the tech, actually, and then when I started doing SQL at work, I thought this is where I need to now transition to doing data analysis full time because that's I was enjoying that a lot more than the accounting. Um, yeah, so I so probably three years ago I jumped I jumped ship and, and tried to or two and a half years ago to make to make this work. Awesome. So you mentioned data analysts. Could you explain for listeners who may not be super familiar with that uh, what a data analyst does? It's actually it really just boils down to one 
uh, one key job, which is to to gain insights from all this data we have. And when you think about it like that, uh, it's it's a nice simple concept really. We just have all this data. It's a bit like the oil we dig out the ground, and it needs to be refined so that it can be useful. It can make, help us make decisions to improve the business, to move the business forward, and to um, you know make make people's lives better. Uh, but that's sort of the the the, the scope then to 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 um, refine that data is huge because you have to first of all gather that data and then clean that data up, um, understand it, work out how what, what answers you're trying to get from it and then aggregate it and visualize it and ultimately sort of distill it down into the, the, these key points that you can then make decisions with. Yeah, I love that. And I'm really excited to have you on the show also because you are in a different career field than people I usually have on the Learn to Code Me podcast. And that's something I wanted to do this season was not only feature web developers and software engineers, but also to look into other roles in tech that relate to data, machine learning, um, artificial intelligence, and hopefully a whole lot more. So I loved what you said, data is a new oil. And I interviewed someone recently on Forbes who said the same exact thing. He's the, He was a CEO of Springboard. And he was just talking about in today's world, exactly as you said, how data is a new oil. So after you were working as the forensic accountant, it sounds like your job responsibilities kind of evolved more into a data analyst position. Did you end up working um, at another company outside the accounting firm after this sort of switch? No, I didn't actually. I, so I, I took the switch um, at the end of 2014. And I actually wanted to be a web developer because I was really into the, the tech and I'd been teaching myself some HTML and CSS and JavaScript on the side. Um, and what I'd found frustrating was that my job was really demanding uh, and I would have to drop all of that sort of side hobbies and projects for a few months while we had a big case going. And then we'd finish the the, the case and then I'd be able to pick up these projects again, but I'd, I'd be sort of three months behind. And, and I found that really frustrating. So I said, right, if I want to be a web developer, I need to, you know, I need to make a big wholesale change here. So I actually left that job and and did a, a part-time web development course and there and spent my days sort of teaching myself as much as I could as well uh, and 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 uh, as I was doing that as I was going through that route I was blogging about all this Google Sheets stuff I was doing as well um, because I was helping some some friends and family with building some dashboards and and various other things and that's what took off that that blog took off and and that led to some client requests and, and I sort of went just ended up running with that because I realized that was my um, my passion working with the data rather than trying to be a web developer oh so I did not know that so you were taking a part-time course like a developer like a coding boot camp or something it was a it was with general assembly and it was their part-time back-end web development course so it was a, it was 10 weeks long for two nights a week and it really helped actually just to it opened my eyes to a lot more what that was out there with coding actually. Um, and like I said, ultimately I realized that my passion was data analysis, but it, it just gave me a bunch of extra skills and it made me a lot more comfortable with programming. Uh, and even though I don't, I haven't touched Ruby on rails really since then. Um, you know, I, I'm, I use JavaScript a lot now uh, and, and that definitely helped me transition into doing more coding heavy projects and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, it definitely makes sense. They're definitely related. And, I, I don't know, maybe correct me if you think I'm wrong, but just in my experience working and especially like the last year or so, 
I feel like data and just like data science, data analytics, web analytics, whatever you want to call it, is so much more uh, lucrative as far as um, like what companies are looking for. And again, I'm just speaking from my own experience and my own perspective and things I've you know encountered. But I know at Teachable, um, some of our data roles are like the hardest to fill. And um, meaning that there's, you know, a lot of demand, not enough supply. Do you like kind of find that to be similar or? Yeah, I, I um, you know, because I've now been working for myself, I have not, you know, I haven't been hiring people myself, but I've been talking to my wife who hires quite a few people for her, her company. And yeah, definitely there's a couple of data roles they had that were some of the hardest to find qualified candidates for. And, you know, I think that the, the demand has just exploded because of the amount of data we now have and the the, 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 the realization that you can have a competitive advantage by having um, a good handle on all your data. But like you say, the supply just hasn't caught up yet. And so I do think it's a great, it's a really huge growth opportunity over the next five, five to 10 years. Um, it's hard to look too far beyond because, you know, the tech world changes so quickly. And I think we're just about to go through another seismic shift when AI sort of realizes its full potential. So it's hard to know where we'll be in 10 years time, but I think for now, I mean, certainly data will always be there and people who can understand it and work with it will always be, um, yeah, will always be in, in huge demand. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I always tell people when I get emails and if they're, if maybe they're asking a question like, oh, you know, I wanna learn programming, but I'm also really interested in data science or even maybe they say artificial intelligence or something like that. And I always say, well, if you have the interest, you should, in my experience, data rules are really, um, they get very lucrative and, you know, a lot, a lot of demand. So, in my perspective, it's like a better path to go down if you have that interest. But in any case, so if someone is listening right now and they want to get started um, in data analytics, what is a good way to, for them to go about it? Uh, so the first thing I would say with any endeavor like this is it, it, it's it's a long-term sort of process. You know, you don't decide on a Friday that you want to be a data analyst and wake up on Monday morning and you're a qualified data analyst. Um, so, you know, you have to have a long-term mindset and I think you have to just be prepared to persevere when you're learning these sorts of, you know, technical skills. And this is applying to web development as well, is to really just persevere and just keep going and going and going, even when it feels like you're just hitting your head against a, a wall. Uh, because that's, I think, the biggest takeaway I've learned in the last few years working for myself and, and teach myself a lot of different tech skills is, you know, you can, it sort of won't make sense maybe for a month and then suddenly you get a little breakthrough and it's like that game Minesweeper where the whole board opens up and you can keep going. Um, it's a little bit like that. Um, in terms of specifics to data analysis, I'd say, you know, just focus on the fundamentals really uh, and whether that's, you know, starting with Excel um, or Sheets and then and then picking up some SQL as well uh, and, then, and then just finding out which areas interest you. Um, I think you know, trying to dive into the latest and greatest VR or, or AI technology or whatever, whatever it is, is probably not the best until you've got those, those fundamentals, um, sort of really solid. Uh, and then, you know, and then you can see what, what direction you want to go in and, and really then tailor your, your path to fit that. Awesome. So what are some of the directions that people can go in with, um, these kind of data analysis tools? Yeah, well, it's, it's a, you know, it's a huge field. Um, so I, my role or my work focuses a lot on the Google Sheets stuff, like I said, and, and I've sort of found a little niche there where I can 
uh, build spreadsheets and then and then build programs that sit on top of those spreadsheets to do extra sort of custom data analysis. Uh, I do a lot of visualization as well, so that's another big area um, that you know that's sort of crosses over into the creativity, the creative side, and the design side. So that's tools like Data Studio and Tableau and, and Click, where you can build these really um, functional but also you know beautiful dashboards, if you like. Um, and then sort of the flip, the other side of that, if you like, is working more, getting your hands dirty with the the sort of data engineering side. So that's building the pipelines that connect different web services or, you know, extract the data from these huge databases and then um, massage it ready to go into in, into production, into your web apps or whatever. So there's a huge, huge wide field, actually. So, you know, it can range from, you know, if you're creative and you're visual, a visual person, you might sort of look at the visualization side of things. If you're really into your coding and engineering, maybe you go down the, the data engineering, um, database administration type stuff, or, or maybe, um, you know, you sit in the middle and you're really into the actual analysis and statistics part of it. And you're sort of focusing on the learning the algorithms and, um, you know, you might want to learn R, the, the, the programming language R. So yeah, so a myriad of options, actually. It's a big field. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, there's a ton you could do with it. I never realized, um, of course, I knew about data science and data anal analysts. And then you mentioned data engineering. That was a role. I didn't I didn't even realize that was a role until maybe a few months ago when we were started hiring for one at Teachable, where I work full time. And it, it's actually been taking us months to fill so that position. So if you're listening and you have any... Um, curiosity about what data engineering is, look into it because I could tell you that it's it's definitely lucrative. It's definitely a role that a lot of companies are looking for and um, yeah, it's in high demand. Uh, but before that, you also mentioned a few tools like Data Studio, Tableau, Click. Could you talk about those a bit more? Maybe some other like popular data tools or even like free tools that people could kind of get started with to see maybe if this is a path for them? Yeah, well, so you know, obviously, you have Google Sheets, which is a great place to start, and you can do an awful lot there. Um, and you've got Excel, which is the Microsoft equivalent. Uh, and then Data Studio is actually a free tool from Google. It's a new tool they came out with last year, and it's a, a especially a visualization tool. So you connect your different data sources, and it plays really well with any of the Google data sources, so your analytics data, your AdWords data, your Sheets, that sort of thing. But you can also build connections to other data sources, which, depending on which what they are, is either easy or, or quite hard. Um, and then it's really super simple to just create reports. Then, uh, you know, these visual reports that can be updated, they can be in in real time, that kind of thing. Uh, and Tableau is is like that, but on steroids. So you can do a lot more actual data analysis and um, a lot more sort of deeper dive into the data because it's a much more customizable tool. It's actually based on, it, it was originally called Visual QL, so Visual Query Language, so it's a bit like SQL. So it's got a very heavy database component to it, um, Tableau. Nice, yeah. I, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a free version of Tableau people can download? There is, uh, and so that's absolutely definitely the place to start. Now, the, the caveat with the free version is that you can only save workbooks then to the Tableau servers on their Tableau public workspace. So... If you need private, if you want private workbooks because that your data is proprietary, then um, you'll need to pay for a license for Tableau, which is expensive. But it's if it's an investment that a firm can pay, then you know it can be it can be a business cost. 
but it's expensive if you're an individual, um, in which case, absolutely, I'd say start with the free one. There's a great uh, group of Tableau enthusiasts and, and some real Tableau um, wizards that run this thing called Makeover Monday. And um, every Monday they put out a, a new data set and they all challenge each other to make a visualization of that data set. And it, was, it really blew up last year. I think they had sort of hundreds and hundreds of people joining in this, this um, Makeover Monday. And I think it's still going. I did a few last year. And it's really it's a really vibrant community actually, and I think it's still going this year. Um, so so, and all of those old data sets are still there that you can go ahead and and download, and they're great. It's a great way to learn Tableau actually. You can start there and see what other people have done and try and replicate it. Nice, nice. So you are, I think, one of the first people I've had on the show that specializes in data in, in one way or another. And it's really, so it's really exciting. I'm so happy that I'm starting to talk about these different careers in tech. I think it's already mentioned in the beginning, but could you recommend any other data blogs or resources to the listeners who uh, maybe are hearing about this for the first time and want to just give the industry um, and just give the field a greater look? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's one that jumps out to me um, straight away, and that's a guy called, I'm, I'm his name is hard to pronounce, actually, but he worked, he's a Google evangelist for data, and his name is Avinash Kaushik. Uh, so, and his website is k-a-u-s-h-i-k dot net. And, and he's a Google Analytics advocate um, or a digital marketing advocate, but he, he's very heavy in the data, um, in AI, and he just writes really, he sort of writes, I'm sure he's a year ahead of us all. <laughs> he writes sort of instead of being in the weeds about this tool and you press this button to make it do this or that, he's sort of, he's zoomed right out to the 40,000 foot view and talking about the, the sort of industry as a whole and, and marketing and, and data. And it's really fascinating stuff actually. So I'd recommend his, his newsletter. Um, and then who else? Um, you know, I, I sort of, I don't really have any, I have some, the Google forums, obviously I, I go to a lot. Um, I use Stack Overflow a lot. So a lot of my job I do actually is, um, I'll say about a quarter of my job is app script programming, which is JavaScript, but used to extend Google Docs. Uh, and so when I'm working on that stuff, I'm in Stack Overflow quite a lot. We're taking a quick break from this interview to hear a word from our sponsors who help make the Learn to Code With Me podcast a reality. Zoja was a cross-platform development tool for creating native apps for desktop, mobile, web, and Raspberry Pi. With Zojo, you really can write just one version of your app, say, on a Mac, click a button, and have a completely native Windows version too. Zojo lets you abstract yourself from specific platform details so you can focus on what makes your app unique. All apps have completely native controls, even if they weren't developed on that platform. Just use drag and drop to create your user interface in one language to program the functionality. Zojo is perfect for people who aren't programmers by trade, but who learn to program to make their jobs easier. Users also include Fortune 500 companies, commercial developers, IT developers, hobbyists, and students. Anyone who wants to build apps faster. Learn to Code With Me listeners get 20% off with the coupon code LEARN20. Try Zojo free at zojo.com forward slash learn to code. Full Stack Academy is a leading coding bootcamp that helps students become great software developers and get jobs at top tier companies. Full Stack's advanced software engineering immersive course gives you the skills you need to launch your dream career in tech. 
With a cutting-edge curriculum and supportive educational environment, Fullstack has helped graduates get jobs at companies like Google, Amazon, and Facebook, along with many others. Fullstack Software Engineering Immersive is taught on campus in New York City and Chicago and is accessible from everywhere through Fullstack's Remote Immersive. Go to fullstackacademy.com to learn more. Fullstack Academy, making great people into great developers. Yes, yes, of course. The one that I can think of, um, and I haven't given the podcast a listen, to be totally honest, but uh, Data Science Renee, it's becoming a data scientist.com. So that's more obviously about data science, not data analytics so much, but that's like one resource that um, I can think of. And I am having other uh, guests on the show this season that uh, work in data related careers. So uh, for the listeners, yeah, I'm excited about that. I've got one more for you, actually, that's, that's well worth a, um, a subscribe to. Actually, it's a newsletter, and it's called Data Elixir. So it's um, data and then Elixir, so E-L-I-X-I-R. And it's sort of just data science news. And they, this guy pulls out all of the sort of five to ten links from the data science world for that week. Um, so some stories, some tutorials. It's really, really good stuff, actually. Awesome. We'll make sure to include that in the show notes as well. Data Elixir, and it's a newsletter. Great. So what does your average day look like, Ben? Because you have the blog, you have the courses, you have a newsletter. Uh, and then do you do consulting work uh, outside of that? I do. So I did a lot of consulting work last year. I've done less this year because I've been focused on the courses. But I've just, um, you know, I, I, I t- at any time I have a handful of clients that I'm working with. Um, and so a typical day, actually, um, <laughs> there's not really a typical day, but I try and sort of, uh, or I'm trying to employ a strategy this year of being much more focused on chunks of time to do creative work than a chunk of time to do my emails and my comments on the blog and all that kind of stuff and send out invoices and, and then another chunk of creative time in the afternoon. So my day would look typically like, um, you know, drop the kids at daycare, sit down at my desk by about 8.30 um, and don't even open my email or Twitter or Facebook or anything. So just just open the my um, editing software to do either recording videos or writing blog posts or coding, whatever it is, until about 12 o'clock. Uh, then, I, then I flick open all my emails and my um, any social and stuff like that, and I spend about an hour, hour, hour and a half going through all of that, that stuff, just answer, um, you know, reply to all my readers. And I really enjoy that stuff, actually. I love um, sort of trying to help people answer these questions, um, and I, I do as much as I can. And then after lunch, around about 1.30 or 2, I, I close all of that down again for the day and just focus on creative stuff until I get pick up the kids at 5. And then if I have the energy, I try and jump back online about 8.30 when everyone's bed, in bed to, to just wrap up what I can there or, or do a bit more um, creative work if I can. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to do that because it's time is really um, limited. No, not limited. Time is just sort of, well, I guess limited. I don't have the option really to work much at the weekend at the moment or, um, you know, past five o'clock. Um, and that's the way it should be because I want to spend my time with my kids. That's number one. Um, which, But it's making me be really efficient with the time I do have. Uh, so, so yeah, so a typical day is sort of creative work and then a chunk of business work and then a chunk of creative work in the afternoon. Yeah, what you're saying with the whole idea that to have time is limited and, um, you know, you only have a certain amount of hours a day. It reminds me of this book I'm reading. Well, I just began reading it, so I haven't finished it yet, but I already know it's going to be, like, game-changing for me. It's called The 12-Week Year, 
and it's all about productivity and kind of setting up your schedule based on like a 12-week plan and that kind of breaks down into a one-week plan and then actually day plans because it's all about the actions you take every day lead up to these like kind of greater goals like these like 12-week goals anyway so for anyone listening who wants to learn more about productivity this is something I just been reading lately and I think it was it's really um insightful and it's definitely been helping me and yeah because you don't realize sometimes how much time you spend um in these communication apps another thing I've been using I've been using this for a bit but uh rescue time are you familiar with that uh I've not used it but I have heard of it actually Yeah. Yeah, So it just breaks down like how you spend your time on the computer. And for me, the biggest thing, well, again, so I have, you know, my, uh, my full-time job and then everything else I do outside of that, but at my full-time job, so it's, so it's taking into account this too, but we use Slack for communication and my time per week on Slack is like kind of horrifying. Like when I look, it's like nine hours, 10 hours. I'm like, Oh my God, how am I spending that? Again, I could have just left the window open and stepped away from my computer. And then it's just kind of logging in as, slack uh but still it's just it's it's just mind-blowing so anyway it's another little tip for people if they want to see like where they're spending their time online every day uh but yeah that's that's really smart to break up your days like that i found it really a huge boost actually to to turn all of those distractions off um and then you know and it's, it's hard to do you have to be really disciplined actually i'm not perfect i often you know i might jump in if i felt like i had to or something but i try my best to not have those distractions open so I can really focus and then you really can get a huge amount done. Um, one of the quotes I like actually, I'm not sure who it's attributed to, but that we we tend to overestimate what we can do in a single day, but underestimate what we can do in a year. And, it, you know, sometimes I just remind myself that if I don't get, if I get frustrated that I haven't got as much done as I wanted that day, I'm, I, I tell myself, well, if I just do what I absolutely everything I can do and I'm focused and I do that every single day and just keep repeating that, then it's amazing what you when you look back at the end of the week or the end of the month or the end of the year, it, it's amazing what you can get done if you just keep going and focus. Um, even just one hour a day, you know that's the, that's the way I I would say if you're le- learning to code outside of work, if you could put in one hour a day, and I mean even that's a lot actually, but you know that sort of little bit of time just builds cumulatively, and it's really amazing what you can do. Yeah, and it's amazing I think how much you can get done when you have um, like a deadline and. I'm trying to explain this like the right way, but this has actually been happening to me the past several days I've, as I've begun doing a lot more podcast recordings for the season, but I've still been able to get a lot done, even though I get, I have these like different interviews to do, but what, what's, it's a saying like how like it fills the time you allot it. So like if I want to finish an email or an article or something and I only have like 30 minutes left, even though it usually take me an hour because I have something else to do, it still only takes me 30 minutes because that's the time I have. Yeah, that's, a, that's absolutely a great point, which is, uh, again, why I try to limit myself to sort of an hour or an hour and a half to do all these things, because then I don't hang around and, and procrastinate. I just open an email, I answer it, I move on, next email, um, you know, rather than open it and then I close it, so I'll answer that later, and then I open it again, and then I half draft an email and then close it and then open it again, and, and it's such a time waste, really. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. So... I've had various freelancers and consultants on the show who mostly work in programming and web development, but I've never had one on the show that works as a data analyst. So I don't know how much you can dive into it. Like if some of your clients are, again, you're working with proprietary information, but how do you get clients 
as a data analyst and how long are the projects for? What does that usually look like? I honestly have like no idea what that's like. So I'm just super curious. <laughs> that's a great question, actually. Uh, and so all of my clients, well, that's not true. So most of my clients rather actually come through my website. And so I've been blogging there for two and a half years. Um, it gets about 60,000 hits and views a month. And, um, you know, I think it's, sort of people who are coming to solve very specific problems and then they see hey here's a guy who might be able to help us and, and then you know maybe we can ask him to help us out uh, so i get um yeah i get a lot of leads through my website i also did some teaching for general assembly for a year and a half i taught data analytics for them so they have a 10-week part-time data analytics course excel sql and tableau and two nights a week sort of thing and i i taught that three times and a few of a few of the people I met, or a few of the students I taught, actually turned into into clients, um, helping them with some some ongoing dashboard and data analysis work. And really, so in terms of the actual projects, they can they can some of them can be pretty small. Actually, I, last year I was doing um, even just really small sort of two three hour consulting calls to help people solve certain things. I'm not really doing that now. Um, I'm tending to just go for bigger projects and also focus on building my courses this year. Uh, but then a typical project, you know, it might be anything from actually doing data analysis, which, you know, with his some data the client has, help me make heads or tails of it. Uh, or, it, you know, some of the projects I've done are more like data engineering, where a client wants me to build um, an app script connector to a certain API to then pull the data automatically and then display some some dynamic charts and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's quite a, a gamut of projects really, but they all sort of use Google Sheets or Google App Script or Day Studio in some way or other. So that's sort of my niche, um, which and that's how they all get tied together. Yep, and of course your courses and I think most of your blog posts are all about those areas as well. Yeah, that's right. So as I said, I started the blog two and a half years ago and the first few... First, certainly the first post and the first couple of posts, I think, were about Google Sheets. And, they're the, and they were about building dashboards. And they're the ones that really sort of took off and that eventually led to me getting some clients. Um, but I wrote about SQL. I wrote about Ruby on Rails. I wrote about Tableau. Uh, and it's really, I guess, probably in the last, <clears throat> maybe the last 18 months or so, I've been really focused just on the Google ecosystem. And that's what's really helped me um, move forward, move to the next level. Yeah, I think especially for you, like specializing in that one area could also probably help attract um, clients better because they're, they're maybe Googling something really specific like App Script, yeah, like API, data, Google Sheets, and then you have maybe one of the only blog posts on it. You show up right away on Google, they click over and they're like, oh, hey, I should hire this guy to help me do this. And then they reach out to you. Yeah. Um, so there's, you're right. There's not actually not nowhere near as much or many resources as out there as there are for uh, Excel. So I always compare myself, or rather I compare sort of the the um, direction I'm going, if you like, with some of the Excel world, because they've been doing this for sort of five or 10 years, launching courses and um, building out these little agencies and all this sort of stuff. And, and really, I, I feel like the Google Sheets world is, is just coming into its prime in that regard. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, my goal actually really the, the mission statement for myself I have is that I'm trying to create the best online resource for learning Google Sheets, Data Studio, and Apps Script, and specifically for, for data analysis with those tools. And as you said, I do the client work we've talked about, and then the other big push that I'm doing that I started earlier this year 
is to to create these courses. So it's doing data analysis with these specific tools. Uh, and that's been something I've wanted to do for about two and a half years, two, three years. And finally this year, just got my act together and published my first course in February. Yeah, and congratulations on that. And of course, you're using Teachable. Uh, but it's funny because I found your videos, I think, before I realized you were actually a Teachable instructor. And then um, once I realized that, I was watching even more of your videos. So I would I go to YouTube, actually, or, or um, just Google your name or something. And I'm like, Ben Collins, pivot table. So I'm, so I'm a newbie. I'm still, I, I'm kind of newbie in, in Google sheets, but I'm trying to get better. I could do pivot tables now and things with charts, but I'm not building like full fledged dashboards yet. Hopefully someday. Uh, but yeah, I'll actually specifically look up your name in videos because that's how good your videos are. And, um, like, I, and you, I mean, honestly, you have an amazing talent, like the way you explain things. Also, are you vid, uh, video editing the videos yourself? Because they're so clear, like, especially in some of the courses, I was watching a few videos there and um, the whole, like the graphics and, and everything, it just goes so well together. Yeah, I do the editing myself, actually. Um, it does take a lot of time. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I would like to push out courses a little bit more frequently than I do because I have so many so many ideas. Um, uh, but I'm, you know, I, I, I the, the editing is really time consuming, but I do enjoy it sort of transforming it into the final product. Um, but it meant learning a kind of another skill. And I would by no means say I'm an expert, but I just know how to make it work for my videos. Yeah, well, I think it's, I mean, it's yeah, for what you're doing, it's great. I mean, the screencasts and, you know, the annotations and so I'm, I'm getting like really nitty gritty now, but it's really, I, you know, I watch a lot of courses and a lot of videos and it's really impressive what you're doing like on your own. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. Yep, of course. So what's coming ahead? You said you had a lot of great ideas for future courses. Um, what can we expect from you in the future? Yeah, great question, actually. And I love looking forwards and, and brainstorming new ideas. Um so I'm actually I'm working on a course at the moment that's going to be a free course, and it's it's all about um, more advanced topics in Google Sheets, more advanced formulas specifically. So it's sort of um, if you're a spreadsheet, if you're familiar with spreadsheets, you'll probably know about the formula called the VLOOKUP. It seems to be sort of the famous, um, slightly difficult formula, yes. and it's really it's really sort of okay if you know you're at that level of doing the VLOOKUP, then this is like a springboard to the next realm of formulas from there. And they can really then transform your your data skills inside of Google Sheets because you can sort of mix and match all of that data exactly how you want. Um, so it's going to be a, a um, actually there's a there's a, a JavaScript instructor called Wes Boss who does um, these fantastic JavaScript courses. And he has one called 30 Day JavaScript. And it's a free course about 30-day challenge to build JavaScript stuff. And so I wanted to sort of do a 30-day formula challenge, I've called, because I thought it was a great idea, actually, of, um, you know, it'd be one topic you'd learn each day. And and so that's the premise of this one. And actually, I'm hopefully going to launch that in um, certainly this year, hopefully sometime in sort of November. Uh, so I'm, I'm just sort of in the recording phase for that. And then beyond that, um, well, I've got some really interesting client projects on at the moment, so that's good as well. That's always fun. And the next course, next big course I'd like to do is all about Data Studio, the, the Google um, visualization tool. And that will involve, uh, you know, some, some research for a while. And then some of the client work I'm doing right now actually is Data Studio work. So that's going to help me um, really get some good content together or, or, or sort of see what the real world problems people face with that tool. 
And that I would like to release in 2018, sometime in Q1. And then beyond that, also the other course I'd like to do is some, some app script uh, related course. So app script for analysts is what I've tentatively called it. And it's going to be all about how um, you can use app script to take your spreadsheet skills and your data skills to sort of new places by exploring how you can um, do things like one of the tools I built actually for General Assembly, what for myself at General Assembly was uh, a tool that sent my all my student marks from a Google Sheet directly into their Slack channels. And all I had to do is just press a button in my Google Sheet and it sent all that sort of, here's your score for your, for your final project and here's your feedback. And it just went to everybody's direct to people's Slack channels. So you can do really fun stuff like that. And I'd like to do a course around building little applications like that actually next year. That's awesome. I definitely want to see that one. There's, I, I could go on for ages, but I, again, with my work now, I'm using Google Sheets more and more. And I just love all of Google Drive and I love how easy it's to integrate like charts into presentations and you can just all sort of connect the things together. So I am a huge Google fan, huge Google Sheets fan and love your content. So keep doing what you're doing. And thank you, Ben, for, again, for coming on. I love chatting with you. Where can people find you online? So the, the my home online is benlcollins.com. And so that's the best place to start. And you can find links to all of my other channels there. And pretty much Ben L. Collins is my online name. So if you find that on Twitter, it's that. And if you find it on YouTube, it's that. Um, and then um, I have a Facebook page, which is... Um, uh, ben L. Collins data because I couldn't get the, just the Ben L. Collins. Um, but really the website, if you start there, you'll find all the links to everything. Awesome. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been, it was great to chat. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ben. If you want to improve your spreadsheet skills, you might want to take advantage of Ben's special offer for Learn to Code with Me listeners, which includes two of his courses. The first is Data Cleaning and Pivot Tables in Google Sheets, which is designed for beginners to intermediate level Google Sheets users. This course teaches you techniques and best practices for cleaning data and preparing it for analysis and reporting, which will save you hours of tedious and repetitive work. His second course, Build Dashboards with Google Sheets in Data Studio, will teach you how to create dashboards that are automated, interactive, and attractive. Whether you want to get into data analysis, learn a new skill, or just improve your spreadsheets, I highly recommend Ben's courses. You can get both of these courses with a special 20% discount off at learntocodewith.me forward slash sheets. Again, that URL is learntocodewith.me forward slash sheets. That is an affiliate link, so if you decide to buy, I will get a small commission for referring you. As always, I really appreciate you supporting Learn to Code with me. Again, the show notes for this episode can be found at learntocodewith.me forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this episode in the future, simply click the search icon in the upper navigation and type in Ben's name. His first name is B-E-N and the last name is C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.